0: My name is Diane Wilburn. I'm the steward this year for the um, annual fundraising drive, I guess, for lack of a better term. And so Evan asked me would I come speak, and I said sure. And so what I wanted to talk about was our future here at the church and physical responsibility and tell you a little bit about what I've learned this year about the finances of the church. Um, the slides Let's go The slides Let's go. So what I'm going to cover today is the current commitments the church has. I'm going to do an overview of the budget um, and compare fiscal year 11 to fiscal year 12. I'm going to talk about the reserve funds that the church has because that was something I knew absolutely nothing about before I got involved in this. And then I'm also going to go over what we plan to do for the canvas in 2011, um, how we came up with the neighborhood canvas idea, Um, if there are any canvas volunteers here, which I think there are. I'm going to talk about what's in your... wanted to demonstrate that the church was physically res, physically responsible for managing their budget. And that um, is things like talking about paying back ourselves for the parking lot fund when we eventually go for our new building campaign. We would want to demonstrate to a bank that we were putting money for our future into our accounts and planning. And then we also wanted to make sure we were investing and in maintaining the strength of our ministry. Um, last year, the professional staff did not get a raise as part of the budget and we didn't want that to happen again this year. So going further and talking about fiscal responsibility, um, for the past couple of years we have not been contributing to our capital and building contingency funds and I'll go over what those funds are and what they're used for and we want to be able to be putting money into those funds as we go with our, forward with our future plans for a new building. And we also want to pay back the money we borrowed from ourselves for the repair of the parking lot a few years ago. There are a couple of funds, and there are reserve funds, and those uses are controlled by the church's constitution. And that includes the Ministerial Housing Fund and the Capital Reserve Fund. And so what the Ministerial Housing Fund is and what that can be used for is that's loans or other supports for ministry housing. And the money in this fund came from the sale of a parsonage about 20 years ago. And um, there's a lot of history. And so when with the finance committee met, it was Don Nieper, Steve Tenbrink, myself, Helen Finney, and Joyce Nichols. I learned a lot about where these monies came from and the history behind them. So a couple of years ago, we borrowed $55,000 from ourselves to do some parking lot repairs from this fund. And the budget that we're proposing in 2012 is a payback on a five-year schedule without interest to that fund of that $55,000. And I'm looking for Steve to make sure I have those percentages and numbers right. Is that – do you know, Larry? No. No. uh, Steve uh,
1: Steve informed me it's seven years.
0: I went through many iterations of this presentation <laughs> so, to, and I not, I'm not sure I got everyone's edits in there. Um, so that's what the Ministerial Housing Fund is. Okay, the next fund that we have is the, called the Capital Reserve Fund. And what that fund is used for is for major improvements to our existing building. This would be something um, you know, major renovation, and the or new building construction, and the current value in that fund is $144,000. And I think I'm correct. These funds are currently managed by LANB's um, company that invests those monies in mutual fund type investments. And then we also have the building contingency fund, and that's money that you can use, say, that we needed. I don't know, some, uh, some carpeting replaced. It's something that comes along that we weren't expecting. Um, when we needed our parking lot repair, we couldn't use that fund because there simply wasn't enough money in that fund to do it. And the current value of that fund is $20,000. We also have some other funds in our account. We have a new building fund, and that's sitting at $64,000. Um, that has funds that are donated specifically for new building expenses. For example, this architectural study that we just did, that was paid for from that. And that's necessary because the capital reserve fund, according to our Constitution, can't be used for preliminary expenses for something like that. So what we're trying to do with this 2012 budget, and it is an increase from last year, is we're trying to provide fair salaries to our professional staff um, because, as I said, they did not receive a raise last year, and we also want to hire a, a DRE full time. And because um, Bennett Sherman, just in case you didn't know, she's interim. She's here with a two-year period between Joyce retiring and the hiring of a new interim, a new DRE. Um, one thing we wanted to emphasize for our budget is what we think this budget will accomplish for us. Accomplish for us. Um, We have, oh, and if y'all want to ask any questions during any of this, you can stop me and I'll I'll quit rambling. Um, We have three vibrant choir groups, and uh, we have very frequent special music programs. We've sent two of our youth recently to the district leadership positions in RRYRUU. Um, they've retooled the fifth and sixth grade class. And then the kids are really enjoying the whole lives, our whole lives program. They had 12 participants in that this year with fully certified instructors in 2010. We have a new safety policy, which we'd never had one of those before. And then the RE schedule has been optimized, and we're hoping to encourage fellowship within the existing age groups. Now, this next slide, I need my glasses to see, so y'all, and I don't have them on, so. Um, So if you look at our budget breakdown and what that applies, and our budget is around, this past year was around $260,000. You can see how that's broken out into ministry and programs, and then religious education, and then administration. We have some assets. We have some dues. We pay, um, if you look at a line item here in the budget, you'll see what we pay to the UUA for our Participant in that greater organization, and then we have our reserve funds. Okay, the next slide, and I have my numbers wrong. Oh wow, he's got it up. Cool. So uh, you can slide on down there, and I'll talk to that But then I won't look at y'all while I talk. So. This is going to
1: be hokey.
0: Okay, that's all right. You can be hokey. I'm hokey. Oh, just go to slideshow. Don't you think? Will that go? It doesn't work. We'll just oh. do it here. Okay. You, do this. <laughs> <laughs> you could do that. Just scroll down to our slide. So our budget, I'll just go on with the budget summary. If you look at that, um, salaries are the, the larger piece of our pie, around 190000 Religious education is 6000 And you could break that out. Um, I've seen some emails from Bennett. I'm thinking that about 2,500 of that is for child care. And so we didn't know whether to put that in this piece of the pie or another piece of the pie, but just so you know that that's part of that 6,000. And then other programs, and that's listed out in your budget. I mean, um, caring, hospitality, leadership training, covenant circles, and um, stuff like that. And then, as you can see, we pay around um, $13,000 to UUA. And then, if you look, in our operating reserve, we put no money last year, and we propose no money for this year. But for our capital reserve, we're proposing that we put in $2,000. For our building contingency, and that's the one, like, if we have something break and we weren't anticipating it sort of fixes, $2,000. And then we're proposing that we repay the parking lot money back to ourselves at $8,000 a year. And so that comes into a proposed budget this year for $283,000. Does anybody got any questions on the budget? No? Golly, y'all are easy. Okay. So the Canvas campaign this year, um, when the finance committee went to the board and said this is what we think for the budget this year, how do you want to go about our campaign, Um, we talked about how in the past we had had cottage dinners, we'd had individual Canvas uh, campaigns, we'd done um, congregational dinners. And so the board suggested they would like this year for everybody at the church to be contacted one-on-one. And so what I did was I took the church directory and I divided it up by neighborhood, and I think if I counted it out, it was around 150 um, different members, but it was really only, it was about 100 households. So I divided it up, and I would have a list of five, and I would just email the first person on the list and ask if they would be interested. If they didn't write me back in about uh, five or six days, I'd just go to the next person on the list. So I think as of this morning, I had about, I think I only have about 18 households left to cover. Which I thought was pretty good. I was, you know, I got, I have fairly good response, and um, so I have for people their packets, which I'll talk about later if they're interested. Um. So, so what this package will maintain have in it is I'll have. Um, it's got a. Well, I guess I'll get one out. Show it to you. I put in here. You got your pledge form. And then so your neighbor, some people are very private about their donation to the church. Um, I had two boys. They read my email. I have no privacy, so I don't, don't get it. Um, so and then you can put your packet in the envelope, and then you as a canvasser will collect that envelope from your um, neighbor. And then I stapled in the, uh, here's your list of the people you're going to visit, and your name's on there too. Um, I tried to put you in your neighborhood with your people. And then Joyce suggested as sort of as an enticement to people that we show a histogram, and this is later in my presentation, about this is a bargram, bar chart um, that shows the pledge units and what dollar range they donated in. And I only um, Robin Schultz had sent me a spreadsheet, and I had that data from 2009, and the budget hadn't gone up that much, and I was too lazy to do it for 2011 because I was like, well, it hadn't changed that much. So it looks, so just, I just thought this was interesting. So we had, um, I did it, I broke it down 0 to 100, 101 to 500, then 501 to, well, y'all can see it. You can see how I broke it out. But I just thought it was interesting, and I I think Joyce was right. Um, You know, just think about what the church, when I looked at this, I thought, what would the church budget be if we moved everybody over? You know, if everybody in the 1,000 to 2,000 jumped up to the 2,000, 3,000, and everybody in the 3, 2,000, 3,000 jumped up to 3,000, I mean, that would just be an amazing increase and, and not that big a stretch. But that was just, those were just my thoughts on it. But I just thought that was an interesting chart to see. The other thought I had on that when I looked at that is there are a few members in that upper end that are really carrying the, the church budget. So... um I just, I just thought that was an interesting graphic. But we were hoping, you know, as a canvasser when you showed this, that it would be like, you know, maybe a challenge. It was like, hmm, I want to go up to the next number on the chart. I don't know if that's the case. This that's Pert, month or per year? Oh, that's, that's uh, Pert, that's, per, that's year. I wish I could. I wish. Yeah, it's five members for each line. So that top bar is, let's see, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. So it's like 27, 28 households that give in that 1,000 to 2,000 range. Does that help you see what came to this? And I'll send people, the Canvas volunteers, this email. What we want people to do is pick up their package, their folder, and I'll give it to you if you're here today, by March 4th. And then, hopefully, in the first two weeks in March, you can deliver that packet to your neighbors. And then... um, Ask those members to return the pledge form to you. I'm putting the onus on the the Canvas volunteers to collect from their their neighbor their forms and then bring that to the church office. And so that will require you to make follow-up calls, collect the forms to members. I'm not sure how many people, when you knock on their front door, will be ready to sign the form then because I don't know how much thought people have put into, you know, do they already know Um And then I'd like to ask you to return those packets to the office by April 3rd. That's a Monday. Is that spring break week? It's the Monday after? Actually,
2: that's April 3rd. is a Sunday.
0: Is it? Okay. Well, maybe April 3rd, Sunday, maybe that's not so bad. People could come in and turn it in, and church going to be here anyway. And so that's pretty much all I have. My next chart is just, or picture was, I've already gone over that, the Pledge for Household in 2009. And then my emphasis is, you've got to return, it's a big deal, return this back by April 3rd because the board has to make some of their budget decisions on how we're going to proceed for the uh, 2012. Yes, ma'am. Yes, Christine. I think it's about 150 total. And I'm thinking on your spreadsheet, Robin. It's about 150 people, but I think that comes out to about 100 households. Yeah, it's, it's been typically in the 100 range, sometimes like 100 and but in terms of household pledging units, that's, right. that's kind. Okay. Those are just rough numbers, but that's about that's about it. Okay.
1: We're recording, so it would be oh. helpful if we could use this. Okay, great.
3: Um, is, uh, are the pledging units going to receive information in the mail before the visiting stewards come? or is um,
0: No, that stored package is it. And okay. then that will have in there, I sent an email to the volunteers, our brochure's not finalized. So when I get that, I'm going to email it to everybody, and I figure I can make copies for them. Or they, I mean, you've only got about five to print off, so I figure most people will be willing to print off five copies. Oh, yeah, we can have some out then, too.
3: Was there, uh, because
1: you had talked about some letter going out, and I only know this because I live with him,
4: so (laughs) I I was
0: listening. I don't remember a letter. (laughs) Do anybody remember a letter? the board, I
1: think you were talking about Yeah, there may be such a letter, but it's not, uh, strictly speaking, part of the campaign. It's more of, uh, uh, you know, kind of additional information on the budget and what's going on.
3: Um, I'm on <clears throat> both the RE committee and the DRE search committee, and I wanted to emphasize the importance of what our congregation can get with a full-time DRE. Um, and I've seen we've already been conducting interviews, and from my experience with Bennett, uh, if you offer a full-time position, we are recruiting nationally, and and we've seen some really exciting, well-qualified candidates that are experienced and, and well-educated and, and would really uh, uh, be able to bring a lot to our congregation, the DRE program and specifically things that we've uh, been able to do the last many years like uh, have a, a, an OWL program, which is the, the sexuality program, coming of age, uh, a, a great summer program, things that really um, make it exciting for the kids, a, a very spiritual learning experience uh, and also attracting new young families. Uh, and I think it's, it's an important commitment for our congregation to make. And, and as we've been discussing, it is a stretch in order to raise the funds for a full-time position. Um, but from what I've seen from our interviews, it will make a really big difference for our congregation going forward uh, and our youth program. And it's a, it's a lifespan DRE position. So it's not just the youth and what the youth get out of it, um, but also the programs that we're looking at for the whole congregation that we've started this year. And one other thing to mention is that because um, we have, the, the, the schedule is somewhat accelerated from from the normal uh, stewardship campaign because we have to be able to offer a position to a full-time DRE, um, we, we hope, by, by April 1st. Uh, and so we have to know what the, uh, what the funds are by that time should we is there more to mention on on the schedule so that's why I think we're 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 asking people to respond a little bit earlier than in past years
1: Go ahead. Uh, yeah I, Mark is right in order to solidify the budget I mean those of you who have been involved in church finances before may know that um, we put together a budget but it's when the pledge income comes in that we reconcile things, and and um, in the end you put forth, you go forth with a budget that you can fund. And last year, at least, I mean, I haven't been involved in this for, for a significant number of years, but last year I know we were trying to do that reconciliation on something like 80% of the pledges in, and trying to extrapolate to what we expected from the last 20%. And uh, you know our stewards get pretty good at doing that, but this year we just can't afford it, so although our canvassing process is a very loving, soft sell in terms of what you guys, what you guys uh, or what we all give to the church, what will be a hard sell is tell us by April 3rd. That'll be kind of a hard sell. Please tell us by April 3rd, because we have to make uh, decisions about it. So, That's the only part where Diane's going to authorize the canvassers to be belligerent, maybe.
4: (laughs) Yeah, and and the reason why the RE committee is really concerned about this is because basically a lot of our budget is staff, and we have an option right now, because we do not have a full-time DRE on board right now, we have an option to not have a full-time DRE on board it wouldn't affect any of our existing staff to make that decision. So that's what the board is facing right now. It will have an impact on our ability, I think, to recruit somebody who's fully certified and qualified and to continue the programs the way we've been doing them. Any of the decisions that the board has to make based on uh, funds coming in that are less than what we feel are required to, to, to run the, this congregation and this church the way we want to will have an impact we're either not going to do something or we're going to have to ask for more volunteers. You know, we, we could go back to not having a coffee steward. We could go back to not having music. We could go to a three-quarter time DRE. We don't want to have to make those decisions, but we're going to have to if the, if the pledge drive um, doesn't come through the way we want it to. So that's the reason for the April 3rd deadline, because we have to make that decision very quickly Um, if we're going to make a decision about cutting back um, to a three-quarter time DRE. Um, The DRE, you know, when Joyce was here, yeah, she was a three-quarter time DRE. Those of you probably know that. But she basically was putting in more than full-time. We were getting more than full-time from her. The reason to go to a full-time DRE was because we knew that, and that was the feedback we got back from Joyce. If we really want somebody to commit their time to the church, we really need to pay for what we're getting. So I'm speaking sort of as a RE committee chair and as, as well as a board member. You know, we really need to look at um, at paying for what we're getting. Um, that's that's my feeling. And and if we want to continue the programs that we've been getting, then we really need to to look at at our pledges seriously in the next month. Thank you.
0: Uh, one thing I'd like to add to that, just after I remember after our meeting is with the. Um, and John won't make this point, but I will. The impact it will have on him with a three-quarter versus a full-time DRE, because that will in, to me impact his ministerial program. Because he'll, you know, he just he'll have to he'll have to wear more hats. I guess I should say.
5: Don't you need an item in the budget for the relocation of the uh, DRE? It's,
0: I, in it's in this year's. Is budget. that pre Yeah. Uh huh. No, so it's in the 2011 budget. It's already there. So that we're paying there. for that
1: this year.
6: I wanted to amplify a little bit on the uh, part of the budget that and, – and I think uh, – really thank the uh, Finance Committee and the steward for the work that's gone in this year in kind of getting our financial house in order. Uh, as we go into our building campaign and as, and, and, and as we go in the future to the bank to try to get a mortgage, it's going to be extremely important that we have a history, a demonstrated history of good financial stewardship and that we have um, taken care of the loans that we've made to ourselves, that we have taken care of our staff, that we have taken care of this building that we're currently living in and not let it go you know, to ruin. Uh, otherwise, the banks aren't going to be really interested in talking to us. Um, so while it seems like the new building may be and is probably several years out before we can ever break ground on that, we've got a lot of work we still have to do. We're just in the beginnings of the design phase now. And uh, speaking of that, I want to re- encourage everyone to, uh, to come and meet the architects on uh, um, March 13th after the service um, and... You know, see what they've got planned. Hear what they're uh, what they're designing, and and they want to hear from you. But now is when it begins. Now is when we've got to get serious about it, and we've got to be, you know, putting putting uh, our commitment in where uh, we've said and we've voted and we've continually affirmed our intentions to build a new building. So uh, again, I thank very much the 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 uh, the treasurer, the steward. The Finance Committee for taking on the hard work of figuring out how we get our financial house in order.
0: Anybody else? I'll let Larry. He's he's walking around. He's my banner.
1: I saw you, John, but John, uh, Janet beat you to the punch. So Janet, and then uh, John.
4: This is probably just reiterating what was said, but when you make your budget or your pledge, think sustainable. You have to be able to sustain that over the years, not just for one year. That's
0: right.
7: Okay, uh, I I wanted to speak about the budget here, and that is for the minister, you have professional experience and – 403b funds. Both those numbers are exactly the same. Is that true? (laughs) Should they be exactly the same? Yes.
0: John says yes. So, and I assume he knows that part of the budget. John explain how that works
2: (laughs) (laughs) the salary and the housing together are are my total compensation package they're divided out for tax purposes because ministers taxes are the craziest creature on the planet so that's that's all that is you could you okay Don and I will argue about that later yes yeah
1: John you don't mean to suggest that you're uh, Uh, trying to avoid paying the government their fair share. Oh, no,
2: they get more than their fair share from me.
0: Anybody Anybody else have anything? If you are a Canvas volunteer and want your packet today, I have them up here, Um, and then I, I hope to see people Wednesday night at 6, and that's, I'm assuming John and I will do that, and I don't know if Bennett will be there, but we'll just uh, give you a packet and talk more about, you know, if you want some input on the spiel that you, when you knock on people's door. So that's, I would need help with that. I,
8: I understand that one of the proposals that's being put out, um, which hasn't been mentioned here, is um, that specifically what's on, on the block is the idea of cutting back Two or three quarter time DRE, that that's the the only specific concrete proposal in terms of uh, budget cuts that's on the on the table right now is that true
0: that's uh, you if we don't it, in past years we've only gone up like a percent or two in budget am i right Hedy? and so there's if we if we do this year what we did last year there's about twenty thousand dollars that's got to come from somewhere and so if you look at this item on here you know i mean you could it's where's the board going to cut that twenty thousand? It could be the DRE, you know. I don't, to, you know, and I don't mean yeah, to start any rumors.
8: So it's not true that that's the only thing on the table right now.
0: No, it's, I mean, you got the board's just got to figure out, you know, about what to cut. But you like look at things like church programs. The total of that's only eleven thousand right. dollars. So what do you do? To meet twenty thousand dollars, do you cut. All church, you know, so it's just, how do you... Well,
8: I just, I've, say, I've just heard things, yeah. and I wanted to get some clarity that was, on no, that. No, that,
0: that was one of the things, I mean, because that just stands out. Yeah. That person's um, not here yet, and the idea that we would, um, you know, have to, you know, if financial times are hard, nobody at the lab's getting a raise, and we don't get our money, you know, would you let somebody go? Ooh, you know, so...
8: So I, I guess oh, I, I have one thought kind of on that on that topic in terms of what I see... On the budget, it doesn't seem like an extravagant budget to me. First off, Um, second off, I'll talk as a parent with kids in DRE, and as someone who grew—or not in DRE, in RE. My kids are the DRE. No, (laughs) they have ADHD, and they're the DRE. (laughs) Um, The reason that my family is a member not specifically of this Unitarian Universalist congregation but the reason that we're in a Unitarian Universalist congregation was because we wanted our kids to have a full and vibrant religious education and as a side effect of that we have um, become committed to the, the community and I, I did grow up as, as a UU so I, you know, it's, 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 I just kind of walked away from it for a period of time. Um, so I think that as a congregation, we maybe want to really look at that and look at what we're willing to give. We we've looked at our finances and realized we can afford a you know eight or ten percent increase. It'll be a little bit tight, but we can do that. Um, because I think in the in the long in the long term, from my perspective, it seems somewhat inauthentic to proceed with building a new building if we can't afford to to fund a full time DRE. It just doesn't seem Realistic, like it seems like a, a somewhat dishonest choice. Um, that if one's unrealistic, then the other isn't. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't know. If someone's <coughs> going to disagree with me too, um, but it it just kind of occurs for me that way. And um, I would just encourage people to to really look at that. One of the things that has happened is we've seen a f- a number of new families, and I'm aware of this because I, you know, my kids are in RE. We've seen a number of new families start coming here as a result of the rather horrible events that transpired at another uh, liberal religious church in town um, with regards to their youth minister. And the result is that a lot of them, like at least two or three families that I can think of, have started coming here now. And it is an area that we can see a lot of growth. If If we're providing a good quality service, a good quality religious education experience to families, to kids we're going to see people come in, and these are going to be people who will be here for a long haul. And although I can't... You know, I'm not in the top half of that contribution range right now. At some point, I probably will be. And um, it's the same will be said of, of any number of people who might join. So I just want to kind of put that out for conversation for things that you want. Thanks. I just want to point out on that, on that full-time DRE
2: line item, that is... The board and the personnel committee and finance preparing for the most it could cost that is not necessarily the absolute cost for dre we're interviewing multiple candidates with multiple years of experiences and family situations what you're seeing in that line item is preparing for well, in our minds, the best, someone with the best qualifications coming here with a family, and we do have a couple of candidates who would come here with a family, so in terms of insurance and things like that, but that is not the be-all, end-all, absolute cost of that full-time DRE, but we do want to be prepared for the best.
1: So thanks for your comments, Mike. Real quick, John, and I'll let you go. Um, I, um, the, um, I think the... the here, here's the reality of the board's commitment, I think the thanks to our finance committee, I would say, uh, the uh, as Diane said, we have two commitments. we have a commitment to um, a sustainable um, responsible budget and we have another commitment to maximizing the, the ministry our contribution to the ministry of the church and uh, I think what that means is that were we short of the contributions that get us to this budget, um, something in programs is going to be cut. Something in programs will be cut. It may be something that's, it may be something that's important to Elroy that gets cut. If it's not something that's important to Elroy, it's going to be something that's important to one of Elroy's congregants that gets cut. So, for myself. Whether uh, whether it's something that was near and dear to my heart that got cut or not, I know that somebody's going to be, that somebody's going to, um, somebody's you know, investment in this community is going to be damaged by not getting something that's important to them. So that's important to remember. But having said that, having said that, I believe we can make the budget. Um, I, my family is certainly going to go and look at everything that we can do to do our part to support the budget. And we may we may accept somewhat more pain than we have in past years in order to do that in terms of, uh, in terms of our other commitments. So it's, it's important what you said, Mike, but everybody should remember that, um, that somebody will lose something. The only thing that won't lose something is our savings funds. They'll be happy.
7: Uh, since uh, the subject of the DRE seems to be dominating this meeting... I thought perhaps it might be useful for an old codger that doesn't have children in the Sunday school to sound off on the subject. Um, And the question that I want to raise is how do you tell if a congregation is about to die? I have attended services across the street at the Christian Science Church just to see the people in action and see what's going on over there. And I can tell you they're not going to be there 20 years from now. They probably won't be there 10 years from now because there were no children. There were no adults young enough to have small children. <laughs> the fact that there are only 20 people on their, uh, on, on their list of members is not, does not tell you how long they're going to live. It's the fact that there are no children that tells you they're not going to live. Remember that when you when you're debating the subject of whether or not to hire a DRE.
1: I'm hoping that all uh, the vast majority of you who were here last year for our visioning and mission weekend are remembering the, the excitement that we had in the room when we wrote our audacious, fabulous mission statement and vision statement. You know, we are a beacon of hope. Diversity in belief, unity in action. That's what we as a congregation came together and decided we're all about. And so I'm hoping that we can hold on to some of that excitement that we had in the room that day. And since we have unveiled those statements and make decisions based on that mission and vision that we have of ourselves and not from a place of fear or scarcity.
5: You know, we started the housing uh, fund, uh, Probably in about 1980, uh, Mrs. Lundy and I and Pete Wolf were on that original committee. But it seems to me like we should be transferring some funds from the uh, housing committee to the budget, operating budget, because uh, that was what it was intended for, to do that. And I don't see anything in this present budget. The The problem is we lose – these things get lost in the shuffle over a period of time, and that's uh, – we should – have accurate financial accounting on these funds, and uh, the other thing was the the sale of the parsonage was only really the funds of the interest in the what we the income off of that fund was supposed to that was what was supposed to go into the housing fund for the minister, and somewhere that's gotten lost in the shuffle and that 's gone way up, and now there 's no i don 't even see a line item in the budget to pull that money out of the uh, what we should be doing is pulling that money out of that fund, and it should go directly to the for the minister that line item for the minister 's housing. You want to comment on that Larry Yes, and um, Joyce or
1: Helen, you stop me if I say something wrong here first off. The, uh, the item that John chose as, 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 as housing, that's, that is simply part of his compensation. It's part of his salary that he chooses to call housing support. So if we... if uh, That money could all be in salary. He calls it housing support for his own personal uh, tax purposes. Now, the, the, the fund that is the ministerial housing fund... And, you know, various uh, treasurers in the finance committee have, con- have, have considered whether it should still be called that since that money is not and we don't intend to use it for support of the minister's housing. We consider it now an asset. It is an asset that at some point could be used for something. Right, guys? Right, finance committee? But it's not money to it, – it, we, we do not consider it to be money that should be used to supplement the annual budget. Does that make sense?
9: can I just give you a a, a little history on that ministerial housing fund because I happened to be on that committee when the parsonage was sold as was John McLeod and uh, another young couple people that are no longer here at the church but at the time we sold the parsonage because the minister did not need the parsonage to live in and the going feeling was is most ministers were not going to want to live in a parsonage they were going to want their own home but we as a congregation were afraid and it was just the times remember this was in the eighties and we wanted to make sure that that money was secure that it just wasn't used as an operating budget but to save it in case we ever had to buy a parsonage again well as the years have gone on um, uh, there was the thought with the board and and the congregation that maybe that is money that a new minister uh, might want to borrow from for a down payment of a house well that feeling has kind of gone now am I right John and so there really isn't A need for that housing fund anymore and what the board and the finance committee and all are thinking in terms of how do we transfer that money to another fund and this will take a congregational vote to do it the reason we didn't want to bring it up now it was just like too much to handle and right now the money's there uh, hopefully, making interest now, and we'll uh, get to that point a little later. Hopefully, maybe this year. But uh, so that's what it's what it's about. It's it's. I think some of us feel strongly. Uh, well, maybe I'll only speak for myself. Uh, I probably, if I had my druthers, I would like to see that money uh, just be transferred to the capital reserve fund as addition to starting a basis for. A, a new building okay. but that's only my feeling and there's a lot of discussion we've got to wrap this
0: up so the 11 o'clock service can happen right. John do, I, do you want us to reconvene at noon if anybody's got any further questions or
8: um,
2: yes if you've got a question here,
0: can I'll be, I can be, be here Yeah.
2: Okay, so we'll meet here at
0: 12 o'clock if you've still got any more questions. Okay? Thank you very much. <laughs>